Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I'm really excited for this episode because we're talking about one of my favorite things, which is how to create a cult-like brand. How do you create a brand that your customers are obsessed with? And really, how do you create a brand where you, the person who has the company, cares about your customers and you put your customers first and you create this customer-centric business. So that's kind of what we're diving into on this podcast episode today. So this is basically like my love language and I love this episode. I had a blast recording it and the person who is on here is an absolute rock star and I just love her. Okay. On this episode, we are recording with Chanla Chow of Chan Chow Cosmetics. She is a beauty brand founder. She has this amazing skincare brand and she's created multiple products that are cult favorites. And you can learn more by following her on Instagram, going to her website, which we have linked below. But in this episode, we're really talking about how she has created a cult-like brand and really how she prioritizes her customers and all the small things that she does that add up to getting her customers to love her brand and keep coming back to her. And you know, when you think about it, the beauty industry is very saturated. And I love to believe, and I love to say that like saturation doesn't really matter. You know, it sometimes it does. Sometimes there is just, there's too many other people doing the same thing. And you have to be different. You have to do something that gets customers to stop the scroll and like stop at your stuff and follow you, buy from you, et cetera. But when you create strategies and you implement things in your business where you get customers to come back as repeat buyers, you've kind of hit the jackpot. And that's what Chandla does in her business. And she shares some of the things that she does to get customers to come back. And you might be surprised by some of them, but you might not be, but you I guarantee you, you're probably not doing these things. And so I love this episode so much. I feel like I took my book that I just came up with last month called Customer Obsession. And I feel like everything that Chandler does in her business are the things that I talk about in my book. So I just, again, had a blast recording with her. She's amazing and definitely someone that you would love to support when you are thinking about buying things this holiday season. So grab a coffee, grab a wine. This is going to be a fantastic episode. Well, welcome to the podcast, Chandla. I am so happy to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. 
So we have a lot of awesome things to chat about today. Uh, just kick things off. Just tell everyone, you know, who you are and what the hell you sell and what is your company. Yeah. So my name is Chama. I am an esthetician of about 14 years and I have an award-winning plant-based vegan skincare line that I formulate, make, and ship all throughout the United States. It's all made in small, fresh batches. And um, so when you're getting your skincare, it's just days old typically. And that's what I do. So I definitely am a skincare lover. I have a couple companies that I've pretty much been using their products for a couple of years now. And I'm I I have a hard time like sometimes venturing out, but that's not, but I do venture out. I do venture out. I do try new things and I love skincare. I'm old and I have to use like 7,000 million products to, to (laughs) not whatever you were doing is working because you look young to me. (laughs) I feel like you, I feel like you have to. I feel like you have to say that, but that's okay. But thank you, though. Um, <laughs> I did. I've seen so many faces all day long, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I do. I do feel like when I see other people that I went to high school with or something. I mean, I'm I'm from Boston, so I don't actually physically see them, but I'll see them online or on social media. And I sometimes think like, okay, right. you know, you are. I'm taking care of my skin as best as I can, and like, I sometimes will compare and say, okay, I definitely don't look as old as that person. So, okay, cool. Yes. And I think that I think skincare can definitely help with that a lot. And then like, I see people who drink heavily and Mm. smoke a lot. And you can see in their skin, even though like you're the same age, you're like, okay, like I am taking care of my skin. I am taking care of my health and, you know, getting out there. So I think that does make a big difference. I mean, I don't even want to start the podcast here, like insulting people with habits. However, I mean, you can tell like, you can tell smokers, they have that ashy skin. Yes, yes. And then like, yeah, it's just there's, you can tell they're heavy smokers that their skin shows it. Oh my God, that's so interesting. I can imagine the, just like a dentist or like a skin, like a dermatologist who does gross things with people's skin. Um, I can imagine you see all sorts of interesting things. I, I would also say too, like people that go to estheticians for facials and things, they, they, I would assume mm-hmm. people who actually do t- care about their skin. So hopefully you don't see too many like gross things, but I can imagine like the interesting right. people. <laughs> right. I feel and- like when people are paying, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hun- over a hundred dollars for a facial, 150 bucks that they're doing, you know, what they can to take care of the skin outside of yeah. the facial. <laughs> so hopefully not doing much oh damage. Gosh, so funny. Uh, okay, cool. So you, You've had all this experience being an esthetician. You love skincare. What, like, I would love to just start off with what made you start your business? Like, what was the moment when you were like, you know what? I'm going to start my own brand. What did that look like? How long ago was it? Walk us through all the things you want to share. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a long story. Um, So my skincare journey started when I was like around 10 and I had like really cystic, painful Mm -hmm. acne. And it was a big struggle. Um, like my nickname was Pizza Face. It was red, inflamed, greasy. Um, my just I got comments on it all the time, and I was already like a shy mm-hmm. kid, so throw in acne, and it just it was hard. So then I remember just you know going to school with it, um, middle school, high school. My mom took me to like to the Clinique counter, to all the counters. 
to dermatologists where they gave me like chemical peels, but they didn't do anything for my skin. Like uh, they didn't do anything for the acne. It was just like kind of soft mm-hmm. on top. So I was had this like bad relationship with skincare. Like it, it never worked mm-hmm. for me. Then we tried proactive and myriad as years went on and nothing ever worked. And when I was 18, I got a job at a salon and spa out in the area and their esthetician took me in and was giving me, you know, facials and she gave me proper at-home care. And I realized like the at-home care she was giving me wasn't like all for acne. Um, so I, that kind of, I was like a little surprised for that because everything I had used in the past was just all geared mm-hmm. towards acne. And when I realized she was using gentle products and gentle facials, my skin transformed. So that's when I became obsessed with skincare. And I was like, wow, this stuff is amazing. And then in October, they had like this pumpkin mask contest where they're like, okay, you know, you try and sell these pumpkin masks, we'll give you a dollar per mask. And at that point, like I was like a guest service representative and I hardly made any money. So I was like, yes, a whole dollar. Like, that's amazing. So then I loved the pumpkin mask and it was a really busy salon. So everybody that came through, I would try and sell them a mask. And I was selling anywhere from 20 to 30 a day, whereas the people next to me were selling one to three a day. So I was pumping those pumpkin masks out. And um, it was when the contest was done, I had the most pumpkin sales in the entire company. So they're like, do you want to come to makeup? And I was like, sure. You know, at that point, I was just wearing a little bit of um, eyeliner and like matinee Maybelline mousse for my foundation. Oh, and that was it. And I so that. I was like, okay, let me go into the makeup world. And so that's when I transitioned over into makeup and, you know, did that for a while. And I liked it, but I really missed like the skincare part of it. So then I ended up enrolling into aesthetic school. Um, did aesthetics, worked as an esthetician, doing facials, and then I worked at like a major cosmetic retailer, left there, um, worked there for a while, left there when my daughter was one and my son was three. And then I was home and I was like bored and, you know, just like, oh, I kind of miss seeing my customers and like, I always was always mixing things, even as a child, like baking and even like in all the stores I worked at, I was always like mixing products together, like mixing a mask with a serum and just always like concocting things. So then I was like, okay, let me try to make a serum or like a clay mask. And so that's what I did. I, you know, just was kind of looking, researching, playing with ingredients and then um, came up with a serum and a clay mask. And one of my, um, pickiest customers, like that person that's really hard to please, never like likes anything, was like, I love this serum. And she was like the first one to buy it. Um, She's like, what else do you have? And I was like, wow, if Paula likes this serum, that means like I really have something here because she's not somebody just to say that she likes something just to say that. She's like a very honest person. And um, so that was the moment I knew I was like, okay, I should start a business. You know, I, you know, sold it on the side for fun, but then I was like, I I should do this. And so that's with that, I took that and I ran with it and um, have come a pretty long way since then. (laughs) And then you said, what year was this? Was it 2006 or? No. So this was a long time ago. This was, um, let's see here. My daughter, what she's, this is like 10 years ago. So I started formulating about 10 years ago and I've been in business for eight. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And that feels long in the business world. I mean, I know they say, oh, most businesses fail after five years, blah, blah, blah. But for e-commerce, I don't know the timeline of like the average store, but I would say it's 
I would say it's a, just a couple years. I think people don't have. No, I agree with you. I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, I see, have seen a lot from the time that I started, people start and then end up, you know, not as yeah. long as I am. Or maybe if they are, like, we're doing it together. But I feel like, yeah, nine, like, eight to ten years is a long time in Absolutely. the e-commerce world. So that's amazing. Congratulations. I definitely have my eye on one of your products that I definitely want to try. Um, so Ooh. I want to talk about kind of how how you've sort of built a brand that customers are obsessed with and like a cult-like brand. But walk us through, I'm just personally curious, and I know other people would probably be curious too. So you've created a brand, you've been in business for eight to 10 years, you know, you have these great products. What do you feel like from your early days is, what do you think like one thing that you did in the early days to kind of get you to like that next level of business where you do get customers who are loyal, who come back, who buy more from you, who are obsessed with you. What do you think you did in the early days to kind of set up your business for that? I think I really showed my gratitude to each and every customer that purchased mm -hmm. for me because they didn't have to. They could have gone to Ulta or Sephora because back then, like small brands weren't, indie skincare brands weren't big. They weren't popular. So I really wanted to let those people know that I really appreciate them. So I would write them. And to this day, I still write thank you cards. But I would, with each order, I'd write a thank you card. Um, when I saw them, I would thank them. And I think just showing that I truly appreciated their, um, you know, coming to me for their product. Um, and so I try to make them feel special. And anytime they would comment on like a Facebook post back then, I would make sure to comment back. So I was always very engaging with my um, following and I still am. And I think that took me very far. Mm -hmm. Just like the little things like using their name, um, responding like, thank you so much, Carrie. Like so happy you mm -hmm. love it. Just just making people feel special. And I think humanizing them made such a difference versus going to Amazon or going to a store and just picking something up and leaving. I, you know, made sure to thank them. So I think that that took me really oh my far. Gosh, so much to unpack because this is this is definitely like one of my new favorite topics. Just you know, I uh, I wrote a new book and I it's called Obsession. And I yes, feel like I what you it. just said is basically what my entire book is about. It's it's those small things that you, anyone listening, not you, but like someone listening might overlook as like, oh, no one cares if, and then you insert the thing. No one cares if I write a handwritten mm -hmm. note. No one cares if my packaging sucks. No one cares if I don't respond to a Facebook post. But I think they fucking do care. And what you just said, like For literally sure. what you just said is exactly why I wrote that book in the first place. Because I think if you are trying to stand out in a saturated space, which most most things are in a yeah. saturated space. I mean, skincare, there's a million things that you yeah. can buy from. You can go to the Ford, you can go to Amazon, so you can go to Target, you can go to like a CVS. You can also find a million products yeah. online, but like, why would someone buy from you? And then most importantly, why would they keep buying from you? Why would they keep coming back to you? And like what you said right there, and I want to kind of unpack that in a minute, but like the right, the commenting on the Facebook post, the writing, the thank you notes, making them feel special. That is stuff that is not intuitive. I think to most people who are starting companies, they just think, Oh, no one cares about all those other little things. They just want their product or whatever. But I really feel like they, people do care. And I, and that's how I built my first business where 
I made customers feel so special when they bought my pet, the pet brand I had. Um, it was a super saturated space, but I made sure that people felt super special and felt connected to the brand and all those things with customer experience. I, I really implemented it and I took seriously from day one. And I 100% attribute that to the reason my business succeeded and didn't fail because of those small things. So I love that you you did those small things that go so far for those people. And I think it does make such, and people appreciate it. Mm -hmm. They're like, wow, Carrie wrote me this thank you card, like this big brand. Like even if we we weren't big in the beginning, like they still think it's like such a big deal to them. And I think you're right where a lot of companies are kind of missing that part. And even big companies. Oh yeah. I think especially big companies. I ordered, I'm sort of going on a tangent here, but let's talk about it. So I ordered um, lip balm from Summer Fridays. I know everyone's obsessed with them. And I was like, oh, I'll try them. I really like their pack. I think their labels and packaging are pretty. And I ordered a, I think it's like lip butter or whatever, butter balm or something. And it just came in like an ugly brown box. There was no, no insert, no nothing. And I was like, you know what? That's disappointing, Summer Fridays. I expected more from you, okay? Especially with your your yes. pretty aesthetics and your vibe and all that. And then you get this boring ass box. It's like, it's the Amazon experience. So yeah. I personally was actually, I was going to do a video on it. And then I, I actually just forgot. And then I just threw the box away. But like, that's disappointing. Yet this small business is making the it effort is. to do branded packaging and inserts. And they probably are wasting a million dollars throwing in extra stickers and this this kind of thing. And then these bigger people, um, what's the brand from the girl from... I can't think of her name right now. Um, the girl from, I forget the show, Stranger Things. What's the, the beauty brand? Oh, Millie? By Mills. Oh, Florence. Florence by Mills. Same okay, thing okay. I ordered something because I'm I like, I am obsessed with lavender. And if you have a lavender product, I'm probably going to buy it because I love it. And I was like, I need to see what their experience is going to be like when I order. So I yeah. order on their website. It shows up on my doorstep. I'm like literally counting down the seconds till it arrives. I open it up and it's the same thing, like ugly brown box with just the product, like no insert. How disappointing, especially like you're probably so excited. The Instagram's probably beautifully curated. The packaging looks pretty on the website and then you get it. And you think like, especially with her being like the president running it, that it would be like, she's young, she's into like probably beautiful packaging. And then like, it's yeah. just a brown box. I, I, they did put stickers in and I was like, this is feels useless. Like, what, why do I want your stickers? But I'm trying to say on anyone yeah, either. Right. You guys know I'm honest and I'll just say if someone's packaging is horrible. I just was disappointed because I think they should do better. You know, I think they should be doing better. So yeah. anyway. Especially when they're charging, you know, like $30 a lip gloss or something, yeah, you no, know? totally. So anyway, little tangents. Um, I do love dissecting packaging and like what they can... I feel like I need to do a podcast episode where I like do unboxings for a couple... I, the thing is, I don't like to say anything bad about small brands. I, I have no problem saying bad things about bigger brands because what I say doesn't matter. Brands, yeah. But like a small brand, I would never say, oh my God, Chandler Chow Cosmetics packaging was so Oh, unless they're like sending it for like, you know, if they want you to do, what do they call that? Um, like a consult, like, hey, this is what yeah. I would change about if this. It's like solicited or something. But I do, I, if you notice, I actually never yeah. say anything bad about small brands just for that reason. Cause I, I don't, I would never, I don't know. It's like a, there's a balance between 
giving feedback that's constructive on a live channel where people can listen versus like if you DM me on Instagram and say, hi, right. can you give me your feedback on my packaging? And I'll, you know, I'll right. probably rip you a new one, but I wouldn't say that on my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. this all but has to change. I like the change. idea of doing some sort of uh, podcast, uh, not podcast, um, packaging kind of audit. So, okay. So let's kind of go back to your brand because that's yeah, why we're fun. here, not to talk about summer Fridays. So you launch your business, <laughs> you're getting some traction. What um, What is your like hero product or like your cult? I love when people say cult, here's a cult favorite um, I love that. What is your yes. cult? What's the cult favorite of Chandler Chow Cosmetics? Yeah, so I would say that it is the Superfruit Night Treatment. It is a natural alternative to retinol. It comes in this um, beautiful blue color. It's just very luxurious. The container is beautiful. Um, it's got like this bamboo top, frosted glass. It's just very mm. pretty. And then you use it and you get it smells good. It feels good. And then you get results. So I think it does really well. That is definitely my top seller. I launched it last mm. year and I had like this big launch party for it, not knowing what to expect. Um, kind of just threw it out there. Didn't know what I was doing through the party and did like $10,000 in like two hours. Wow. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> and since then that product has, People keep buying it. Um, they come back for more. They're replenishing every three months. And um, then when people are coming to my line to maybe try something, that's something that they might go. I've noticed people are just going straight for that. And that's a higher mm -hmm. ticket item compared to the other things in my line. But people are liking it. Um, so there's that. And then um, the serum does really well. And so the moisturizer and then the, the cleanser. But I would say the night treatment is like my superstar That's amazing and how so i know that you've been in business for a while but like you know i don't hear a lot of people doing like a launch party for a new product which i love i think if you have the audience for that that's amazing what made you decide to do that did you learn about that from like a podcast or like what made you think i want to do like a launch party for this I, and i love that you're already no it was it, it was a superstar product from doing that, you know? Yes, yes. So I like was building that. So I knew I was going to, you know, obviously launch a new product on my website. But then I was like, maybe I should have a party for it, a small party. And so the idea, I like to plan things, plan parties. And so I thought it would be fun to have this little skincare launch mm -hmm. party. And so I like asked in my group of friends, I was like, where should I have it? And, you know, kind of trying to think of, of like a space. And then my friend was like, you know, you can have it at my restaurant. She's got this gorgeous venue. It's, um, it's a restaurant. It's called The Graceful Ordinary. It's right on the river. As soon as you walk in, like walking up to it, it's just like grand and beautiful. Oh. The decor, the smell, like no detail left unturned. Like they did an incredible job. Um, it's actually the top restaurant in the Chicago suburbs. Um, like number, I think they won like number one restaurant. So it's really, you'll have to check it out. It's beautiful. And so I, you know, having it there, I think was like, drew in a lot of people because it's just such a beautiful venue. It's different. Um, so I was excited to have it there. And um, I was like, okay, let's do this. And probably didn't plan it the best because I didn't know what I was doing. And so like I was making the product, I made other skincare and then didn't have, I had people RCP, um, but still didn't know exactly how many people, oh, bless you, were coming. 
Um, but they came and they showed up and I, I had like 80 people oh, wow. come. So I was like shocked. I was very surprised about having the 80 people, but I really like built up the product while I was formulating it. So people were excited about it. That's amazing. And that's definitely amazing that you got that many people to come. I think for like an in-person thing, that's huge. Talk about the buildup because that's a really important thing when you are either launching a business or growing a business, you know, taking your customers and your audience like behind the scenes with you as you are creating something new, Mm -hmm. I think is such an important thing. And I see a lot of people not doing that. So great job doing that. But like, what were you doing to kind of like get buzz or build traction for that product? Thank you. Thank you. So it took me three and a half years to formulate this little baby. Um, so long time. And so I kind of announced, hey, I'm working on an anti-aging night treatment. So I threw that out there, you know, three and a half years ago prior to releasing it. And as like, you know, maybe like the year that it was coming out when I was doing more sneak peeks and I said, hey, I've been working on this. I started a Facebook group that said, hey, I'm looking for testers. And so I was already getting my testers involved. I was asking, you know, polls like, hey, um, what what are your main concerns? So I wanted people to be really part of it and feel like they were helping me formulate this product with me. And as I was making it, I was, um, you know, letting them in on skincare ingredients. I was like, well, this is going to have apple stem cell extract in it, which is like an anti-aging, anti-wrinkle. And I would tell the story behind it. So I'll tell you really quick um, because it's pretty cool. So apple... These apples are from the Swiss Alps, and um, people were noticing all these apples were dropping, and they realized that this one species was not rotting like all the other ones. And so scientists came in and did their research and realized that um, this particular apple uh, greatly delayed the aging process. So they're like, okay, this is amazing. Um, It is greatly delaying this. So then they extracted it you know, and they turn it into apple stem cell extract. And so now we're seeing that in skincare and hair care. And it, it like does at like a 2% emulsion, which I have it in, it is known to actually like slow down wrinkle formation and actually like take some away. And there's studies have so shown it and you can see the pictures and everything. Um, so it works. And so I was letting people know about this like new ingredients and I'm using it, getting people super excited. Um, and same thing with like the main ingredient, bacchiel, like that was a newer, you know, hot ingredient. It is a natural turn of retinol. And I say, you know, if you're sensitive, you can use it. Hey, my sensitive skin people, which a lot of people are. And so I was just letting them in on it. And then I was also letting them in on the hard things too. So not just like the fun stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I tried making this emulsion today and it just did not work out. Um, it's so disappointing. And so it wasn't just all rainbows and butterflies. And I think that goes a long way to showing people like, I just wasted like an entire batch because of this or this, I tried mixing this and it didn't work out and fingers crossed for the next time. So I think letting people in and, you know, going along with me. And then when I had it, I was, you know, doing glimpses every now and then. And then I think like just two months before I had the, I like planned this party so quickly. I was like, okay. And like, two, like a month and a half or two months. I mean, I had the skincare party, come on and, you know, come on over. And so building up with the product and then showing people like how beautiful this venue was. And back then I was kind of scared about the party. So I had only posted on Instagram once and then Facebook once. Um, and I still had 80 people come. So, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. And then, so I'm doing, I'm doing another skincare party, like 
beginning of December. So oh, I right, tickets are already sold out. So that should be a lot of fun too. Wow. Thanks. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, yeah. I feel like you Thanks. shared so many good things, but I think just like um, a summary or whatever, just to, for people listening is like, take people behind the scenes of your journey with you. And I think, you know, you think yeah. it's the boring things like, oh, no one cares about what, how I'm packing orders or like my day to day and things like that in the background when you're building a business. But those really are the things that humanize your business and they create connection. And then you're like, okay, now I want to see, you know, which, and you can like leave people on cliffhangers like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be mixing up my emulsion with this cool anti-aging apple ingredient and let's check it. Let's see how it works or whatever. So be sure to check out my stories yes. tomorrow. So, you know, you can really take people behind the scenes and then you can take that content and you can literally save it. You can put it on Pinterest. You can put it on, you know, make YouTube videos, send it to your email list. So you can really repurpose content and yeah. create that humanization that I think is what's missing from a lot of brands today. So I think that's, that's amazing that you're doing all that cool stuff. And you've definitely, um, I'm definitely going to order you. it because I was like, I want to kind of, I definitely love, you know, I already told you I love skincare and I like, you know, trying new things, even though I do have like my core products, I definitely need to try the the cream that you were talking about. Cause that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Um, I love, that I love one. it. So talk about, I, I feel like you mentioned a few things about how you're taking care of your customers and making them feel special. I'm just going to ask this question. What do you think? Why do you think you've built a cult like brand? Like, what do you think it is? Is it the product? Is it the person behind the brand? Is it just the whole thing? Like, what do you think makes your brand a cult like brand? a good question i i feel like it's so weird to be like oh it's me, I'm it on the spot. It's me. No. i'm the reason why no um, like i do feel, i do feel like it's you know a little bit of everything i think like making the people feel special because there's people there that have never mm -hmm. met me like now i have so many open orders they've never met me but they're still ordering um and I feel like it's all the little things. So I'm showing up on social media more. Um, I'm sharing my story. Um, you know, I, so people are wanting to see, you know, the behind the scenes. Um, so I'm letting them in on that. And then in-person events, you know, I'm meeting the people, which I did not like doing before because I didn't know how to do in-person events. So I would do all this hard work and like make $55. Um <laughs> But I've changed some things uh, thanks to UPP, went to UPP and I saw sat at Dale's table and he like had some great tips. But I think just a little bit of everything, I would say, you know, making sure people are thanked, the handwritten notes, um, the social media, the engaging with the people, messaging back and forth with them. I have personally invited people to in-person events. I think that's big too, like reaching out to certain customers who say like, oh, I knew this customer lived in this town that I'm having an um, event at. I'm like, hey, I know you like live in this area. And she's probably like, wow, like she remembered where I lived, you know? So I think like that is important. And like for my skincare party last year, I sent that to some people and they're like, well, well, if Chandler's invited me, then I have to go. And so I think just putting that extra effort out there, um, makes a big difference. So just like all the little things. I love that. I love that so much. And it, it really is. I do think it's the small things that make a difference. And when you remember customers information and you can be like, Hey, I remember your order. And I know that you live in blah, blah town. People love that stuff. Yeah. I mean, 
literally the reason yes. I live, this is like a really side tangent story, but like literally the reason I live in the town that I live in today is because of a customer from my first business. So there was a customer who they were a long-term customer. You know, I, all I knew about them was their name and their address and the, their dog was a size large. I didn't know any other information, but they called me one day and they yeah. were like, you know, this is blah, blah, blah from Gig Harbor. We live in Gig Harbor, Washington, which is where I live now. And they were like, you know, our dogs love the box. Like they just basically started the conversation off with how much they love the product and told me about how, you know, their two kids were the ones who were, you know, they love dressing the dogs up in the bandanas. And this story is like etched in my memory forever. Uh, Cause I didn't really ever have customers that I called. I don't even know how they actually found my phone number, but they did. And they called and, you know, it wasn't like a business number, but that's okay unprofessional, but okay. Um, but, but, and then fast forward, I ended up moving to Seattle and then we were like, we needed to move, um, out of our townhouse during COVID. And we was like, Oh yeah, that customer Uh lived in Gig Harbor. And I, and I heard from someone else that it was pretty, let's go check it out. And we like rode into this town and I was like, Oh my God, this place is so beautiful. And we ended up buying a house there and it's maybe not because of the customer, but kind of like, I would have never, I would have never, said, oh, let's go to this town if my customer hadn't called me. And then because of that, I remembered that customer, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So the point here is like knowing your customers and knowing, just remembering things and being like, hey, you know, I remember you emailed me saying that your skincare, or I don't know, like your your skin was dry and we have a new product and I think that would be a great fit for you or something. Like people love to be remembered. People love to feel that they, yes. that you as a brand give a shit. That's it. No, I love, I love, I think that is so cool. And I love that you remember this town, but it was like, you wouldn't have known if it yeah. went for this customer. And I'm sure this customer probably like lose their shit when they're like, Oh my gosh, the owner of the Dapper dog box is like coming to live in this town now. You know, it's like, they like, they probably think that's the coolest thing ever. And so <laughs> like, celebrity status like wow like I'm so cool you know I look there either um because at that point I had I had sold oh, the business years prior but they always okay just stayed in my memory and to be honest with you I remember my first customers for my business like I can remember when I had my da- dapper dog business they would have to fill out a profile which again is a big no-no don't make your customers yeah. fill out a profile before they pay you so that was my mistake but I remember the first few people that ordered from me. I remember they, where they live. I remember their dog's name. Um, I remember their Instagram handles. It's like they're etched in my memory forever. And I think when you care that much about your customers, you will grow a business. Like you'll figure out how to make it work because I just think you have to have the customer first mentality. And you have to, mm-hmm. and if you don't have that at the beginning, you're never going to have it if you scale your business. You're never going to care about your customers then. So as early on as you can care and Agree. treat them well and, you know, do those small touches that you have been doing from day one, like think, you know, just showing appreciation for ordering, you know, putting notes in their orders. I think that's a huge one. And I do, I do see a lot of people doing that, which I think is awesome, but that's a really easy thing to do. Like spending 10 seconds yeah. and being like, thank you, Susan, for ordering. We're so grateful for you. Let us know what you think about the product. Yeah. It doesn't take you long. And you've made that customer feel like, oh, wow, they wrote me a note. How cute is that? And then what happened? Yes. And they'll yeah. take a picture or of they it. They remember and... you. They remember, oh, yeah, that, 
that skincare brand yep. who wrote me the note. I'm going to go and order their cream, their night cream, because it was amazing. They might not remember your brand name, but you know, it, they'll be like, oh yeah, that person who wrote me the note. And then they'll think about it and then maybe go check their email. That's happened to me. I haven't remembered the name, but I'll go back and yes. check my email and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I ordered it then. And you know, and then I can go and buy something. They'll, they'll think of you when it comes to like the gift giving season and they need to buy a gift for like a friend or, you know, their kids, teachers or whoever. So I really feel like those small touches not only provides a good experience, but it makes you memorable. So then they buy more from you or they buy your product as a gift. So. No, I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like it does make it memorable, that little touch. And I've had people, yeah, message me, say they like, thank you for the handwritten note um, or word of mouth. Somebody like, oh, they love the handwritten yeah. note. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it, it does mm -hmm. make a difference. Um, so my hand's not going numb for no, no reason. <laughs> I'm writing so many. I feel like I have to learn how to like write not as hard and shorten my notes because um, I have like, a, a big stack that I'm looking at of thank you cards that I have to write. I have to get these orders that I I have to write thank you cards for all the years. Yeah, I'm like, um, my hand hurts looking at that right now. So I'm just curious. So I always like to say, you know, like what is a cult like brand? And I think I have my own definition and like I have my own framework that I teach in my my program, the cultish product. But I think a cult-like brand is someone who, you know, has a cool story and possibly um, like a purposeful, like a purposeful, not base business, but something about, like something that their business does that helps people beyond just the product. I think a cult-like brand is someone who's visible. Like you're not just on Instagram. You're not just on Etsy. You're on a bunch of places. People can find and discover you in a lot of places. So I would love for you just to share how do people find you? Like how do how are you discoverable? How do, yeah. How does someone find you just not on like Instagram or something? Cause I know Instagram is, is everyone's fave. It's not mine, but it's everyone else's favorite. I know Instagram is pretty big and social media in general mm -hmm. is like, can be exhausting. Brand is social media. Like you have to, you got to have it for sure. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I am 100% with you on that. Like, without social media, I feel like it would be very hard to do what mm -hmm. we do. But yeah, I feel like a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, I still, so although I've been in business for a long time, I have, it was a hobby for a really, really long time. And it wasn't until maybe like the last couple of years where it's picked up quite a bit. Um, so I feel like there's still so much room for me to grow in that aspect where like finding me, um, need to work on SEO. I don't really know much about that. Sure. But um, I think people are mainly finding me through word of mouth. So through friends, family, and the, yeah, social media, like Instagram, Facebook. Um, and so I still feel like Instagram is pretty big for me and have not gone TikTok route yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like word of mouth is how most people are discovering oh, me. That's so interesting. Remind me, I have, I'll have a question for you, but I'll ask you after we finish recording. <laughs> Okay. Maybe it's more of a tip. Maybe it's more of a tip. Um, okay. Okay. Yes. I need to join your program. No, and I'm not even like fishing for that, but I do have. But... No, no. But I, I was already looking at it. So <laughs> but when someone says word, like people find you from word of mouth, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I have a tip for you. So, and that, you know, here's the deal. It's totally fine for, for you not to be on every single channel or every single place. It's, it's totally fine. But the fact that 
your customers are talking about you and telling their friends, telling their family about you, and then they're buying from you, that literally, like that is gold. I mean, that is what every business owner's goal, one of their goals should be, literally, at least I think, one of your goals should always be get my customers to promote me for me. Because when you're doing that, they're yes. actually marketing and selling your brand for you without you doing anything. Just because you, yes. I feel like you're like the textbook for my book and that makes me really happy. <laughs> I know, I was nice reading your book. I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm doing this right. Everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I really love this conversation because, you know, a lot of people, it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're just not doing enough things to involve the customer and to kind of put the customer as the forefront. And I think you you really are doing like all the right mm-hmm. things, but getting getting your customers to it's you know sort of like they're your brand and um, brand evangelists. Like they're out there saying, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you have to try this cream." Like they're texting their best friend and saying, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I just bought this cream." from Chandler. It's amazing. I found her on Instagram and she like, she's so cute and she posts these little behind the scene videos and I love her. So I bought her cream and then it like trickles down. Then the friend gets it and, they're, and then they're, they're telling yes. a different friend and they're yes. posting about you on social media. Like that's kind of what you want. And, you know, especially if you've mentioned like, oh, it was a hobby for a while. Like there's no, there's no shame in any of that. I mean, a lot of people who start businesses, they do it because they either are solving a pain point for themselves. Like, just like you said, you had skin mm-hmm. issues when you were young. I did as well. So I can relate on all the things you were saying with like the proactive, I feel like proactive was the only thing that worked for me, but you know, you had a problem, you created a product as the solution and something that, you know, you really were passionate about and then you did it for a while. And then you are like, okay, this is actually a business. And then, you know, so it that's normal. And I think for so many people, they start businesses kind of as a hobby and there's no, you know, that's yeah, it's just the progression of a lot of things. Um, but yeah, you start it because you like it or love it, and then it turns yeah, into something. But so many people um, are not getting that traction of getting customers to promote them. So I think that you know, when I hear someone say that, I'm like, okay, you're doing so many things right, and the other channels will follow, and like the other things that you can be doing to market your business will definitely come into place. But getting customers to to because people are busy, people are lazy. And think about yes. how many times people have to probably ask you, hey, can you leave me a review? Maybe multiple times. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I love a product. Right. And I'll just, I won't even, in my head, it won't even come to mind, oh, I should leave a review. Because you like the product. You only complain right. when you hate it. You're like, oh my yeah. God, this, I bought this dog yes. bed on Amazon and it was a piece of shit and it was awful. Like, you don't do that one star getting but so my point here is like people are lazy and people are busy and people have their own things going on and so for them to take the time and like talk about your stuff to friends and family and all that like that just is such a huge thing and I'm making a big thing of it on here because I want anyone listening to really understand the importance and the opportunity of what happens when customers promote you because that's a form of marketing it's a form of free advertising and you should be like dying to get customers to talk about you. So anyway, well done. That's that's amazing. You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. I actually have to piggyback off of that because I like met somebody in Chicago at a continuing education um, seminar and, you know, connected. She followed me on Instagram. She ordered my serum. She, we really liked each other. She posted about the serum when she got it. 
Then one of her friends in a different state ended up, um, you know, following me. And then after some time, ended up ordering my skincare, fell in love with it. We started talking back and forth, you know, DMs every now and then, you know, she'd reply to my stories or comment on my, you know, posts and I would use her name and everything. And um, so then she became a good customer and she became a brand ambassador, which we'll have to talk about because I love the affiliate program. I'm like, I wish I would have done it sooner. But um, so then I was going to Arizona to visit my sister for like a long weekend. And Trisha had just ordered something, you know, a week prior. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to Arizona. And I was like, she lives in the same town. I was like, should I like, you know, bring the product to her? Should we meet up and do like a quick product? And I was like, I don't know. I was him and Han. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. So I sent her a message like the day before I went out there. And I was like, hey, I have your order ready, but I'm actually going to be in Scottsdale tomorrow. Can you meet up like before my sister and I go to lunch? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because in the past, she'd always say like, I wish I could make it to an event one day. I wish I could meet you in person. And then she's like, this is a dream come true. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't disappoint her. (laughs) And so I went out and I, as soon as she sent that message saying like she was so excited, I was like, I knew I made the right mm-hmm. decision. Like, I was, I'm so happy. I reached out to her, went out to um, Scottsdale, met, uh, met up with her in front of the restaurant. My sister was like, oh, my gosh, you guys were so loud. Did you, like, feel fake? Because she was like, oh, my gosh. It was just, like, so much fun to meet her in person. And, um, you know, we talked for a little bit, and she was incredible. And I was, like, I was, like, on cloud nine after meeting her in this mm-hmm. interaction. And so, obviously, she's continued to order products. She's a brand ambassador. I'm having this skincare party again on um, in December, and she's flying out for it. So, I have – she's flying out from Phoenix um, to Chicago to come to this skincare party because I, I feel like I've taken, like, really good care of her. And, you know, she's talked about the products to her friends, and now she's – coming out. So I feel like this is like, like the most perfect like scenario I could ever dream of. So I'm super excited that she's coming out. And you, I mean, yeah, I think that's awesome that, you know, again, like taking the time to message a customer that, you know, lives in a place and say, Hey, I know this can, I can ship this to you, but do you want to meet up in person? I I mean, think about how many people actually do that. None. No one does that. Yeah. None. And it took like like five minutes and you know it could have been like a yeah. quick here you go but you know she was so lovely that I just wanted yeah. to keep talking to her so it's like five minutes of my time and then that was probably like a really really yeah. important to her oh, I love that so much and you mentioned brand ambassadors and affiliate marketing I love affiliate marketing so much so tell us what you know what are you doing with that how's it working for you yeah I love all yeah, yeah. So beginning of January, I ended up bringing on a sales rep um, who is local. Her name's Emily. She's amazing. She's a nutritionist and she's got like, you know, the reach. Anybody that I don't know, like she knows people that I don't know and, you know, and so on. So I brought her on as a sales rep. So that's how it started. And then it w- went really well. Like we weren't sure how it would go, went really well. And then in the summer or maybe, spring or sometime, summer, somewhere in there, I decided to do like affiliate marketing, which is still like a brand ambassador program for me, opened that up. And then a lot of her people ended up signing up. Um, and then her people were already sharing my stuff to begin with. So then it just continued to grow and grow. And now people who um, are using it are sharing 
and from their brand ambassador. And it just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like, I don't know where I'm talking with this. Um, I just, I love the brand ambassador program. I feel like it has grown so much and um, people are just spreading the word and they already were. And so when I was like, can you be, you know, open this up and they applied and they got in and it's just grown like so much. So I'm excited and hoping it can continue to get more and more people. Cause that has been huge for me. Just those people are reaching people that I don't have. And, um, people listen to their friends when they're, you know, telling them, Hey, this skincare is good. Or, Hey, this product is good. This, Starbucks drink is good. Like people listen to their friends. Absolutely. So um, I feel like it's been huge. And so, what are, what, so, cause so I think some people listening might not know what a brand ambassador like is. So what do you do for them? Is it, they get, a, I mean, I know what an affiliate marketing program is, but like, do they get in a, a commission for promoting you? Do they get, and like you said, you brought on a sales rep. Is that someone who, is trying to get people to join your affiliate program or is she sort of like building um, like a network for wholesale accounts for you or something like that? Yeah. So she is just reaching people that she knows. So she has like a much higher commission mm-hmm. than the, you know, affiliates. Um, so she is just reaching out to all those people and it would be actually a really good idea to get her to get, try and get more brand ambassadors. But um so that's what she's doing. And she's done a great job at that. And then the um, affiliates or brand ambassadors, they're getting a small kickback. It's like a 5%. Mm-hmm. But then they're also getting like the first to know. So I have like this email list that's them. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm coming up with a sugar scrub. And I would love your input on which design you like the best. Mm-hmm. Please vote. And so I'm having my brand ambassadors vote. So they feel like they are making these. Okay. I don't know. Can I stand up real quick? I'm just going to grab this box here. Um, Okay. So I was like, you know, hey, guys, I'm coming up with a sugar scrub. Had them vote on the scent. So they're very involved in it. Like I had that on my stories. And then once we had come up with um, the scent, which was frosted sugar cookie, then I was like, hey, I'm coming up with the design with my designer. She sent me four designs. So I sent them to my brand ambassadors. Can you guys vote? Um, so they got to vote and then like, look at how cute. Like, so then they got to vote mm. on like a little sugar scrub box. And so they felt like, so they're mm. part of, you know, my creating and um, then they get um, like a pre-sale. So then they get to buy it like a week before everybody else does and um, get a small, like they get a discount on it. So there's definitely perks, even if they're not like necessarily actively selling. Um, my program's not pushy. I don't want people to feel you know, inauthentic or anything. I want them to, if they feel like selling something or talking about it, then they can. Um, there's no, like you must post once a week. It's just, if you show up and you want to, you know, share what you want to share, then that's what they do. And they've all been amazing. And um, I'm super, I'm just so, I love this program. I'm like, this is the best thing oh, ever. Awesome. Cause it's like you said, it's like, like they're marketing for me. They're taking the videos. They're taking pictures, they're talking about it. People are sending people to my events that um, that they can't make it to, but they will send their friends and family. So it's yeah. been really good. Oh, that's amazing. And I think sometimes too, like, you know, like you said, you may not be marketing on a million places, but you're, you've, you've identified all these little pockets of opportunity for your business to get other people. And I love 
this is my favorite type of marketing really is like when other people are promoting you, not you doing it. Cause there's only so much time in the day or energy for you to be creating content on social media or, mm-hmm. you know, writing blog posts or something. But when you get uh, other people to do the marketing for you, you the reach is just unreal. So I think that's amazing. And I definitely found a lot of success with um, brand ambassador programs with my first business as well. Um, my business was in the pet space and I think it's easy to find people who, you know, I'll give you free toys and promote my business for me. I think it's easy to do it, especially in like the pet space because everybody wants their dogs to be, you know, Instagram famous and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. my, my, um, my customer was an interesting breed, like literally interesting breed when I had that business. Like dog people, like, obviously we love our dogs, but there's like people oh, that no. those are their babies. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to like a dog birthday party and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. (laughs) This is more than like what I would spend on my own children. (laughs) No, I mean, I, you know, I'm a human mom, a dog, dog mom first, because my, my little baby now is almost 12 and, um, you know, I'm obsessed with my dog, but even I was like, oh my holy hell. Like some of the, some of the customers I, I attracted, they were, you know, like literally their entire life was their dog's Instagram account. I'm like, do you people work? Do you do anything else? Do you leave your house? Yeah. They were special. Is it all about your yeah. dog? But, you know, I'm not, and I'm not saying anything bad because you know what? They were my people and they promoted my business for me and they made me get lots of sales. So, you know, you need people yes. like that and you want to find those people that are, you know, almost as excited about your business as you are, which I think is kind of hard to find, but you will find those people if you invite them in and you're open to having like a brand ambassador or, you know, um, I really like customer referral programs, but brand ambassador programs, especially when you have specific things like yours almost sounds really like almost really like VIP. Like you can come in, you can get discounts, you can get to order first and you get to help kind of, you get to help, uh, what's the word? Like map out what the product is. You get to help choose the scent, the packaging. Like that's really cool. I mean, someone would just love to be part of that. You know, I would love to be part of that actually, just to like help shape a, a product. I think that's fucking awesome. So um, anyway, I am very rambly today, but I think that's amazing. And um, I just think, yeah, you can find those little pockets of customer acquisition that work for you. And every business is different, but brand ambassadors are and affiliate programs, um, depending on what you're doing with it. They are such incredible ways of. No, but I like to your point is like when brand ambassadors are so excited, I feel like when they first join is when there's the most like push, you know, they're excited, their people want to support them. So I give them like not a script, but I'm like, here's some things you can say, like, um, I've been using this product for so long. You can name your favorite product, why you love it, why you love the brand and get excited about it. And when people share something mm-hmm. new and exciting, I feel like other people are curious and they're excited. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, Carrie's a brand ambassador. Oh, she must really like this product. Or, oh, this is new. She seems really enthusiastic and it piques curiosity and curiosity can lead to followers, which can lead to sales. So I think, Finding that excitement in um, new brand ambassadors is yeah. awesome. Oh, that's so cool. And I feel like you can do a lot with the brand ambassador program to like grow it and just incentivize people. But I like that you gave them 
not like, even if it's on a script, but just here are our key selling points. Here's how, you know, we appreciate you marketing our brand for us. Like we're so grateful. Here's, here's a way to make it easier for you. So I love when affiliate programs do that. I definitely don't personally join a lot of affiliate programs, but the ones that I do that do like primarily pure, for example, is someone that, um, I don't actually use their affiliate thing. I think I, I, to be honest, I think I signed up just to like see what they were doing a couple years ago. Um, just because I think their, yeah, their yeah. marketing is genius and I love the brand. I like their product, but I always am curious what people are doing behind the scenes. So I like to sign up for things sometimes just to like, check it out. Um, Right. And it's oh, just for like, sure. Hey, it's market research. You know, we're all, we all have different things that we need to, you know, learn. A hundred percent. Especially if somebody's doing it so yeah. well, like you want to know but what they they're do doing. And they don't get the behind the scenes or anything, but like they do a good job of just saying, here's why people should buy. Here's what makes us special. Here's what makes us unique. And I think if you can do that, if you have a brand ambassador program or you have an affiliate program, like how do you make it easy for people to promote you? I was part of this, like, summit thing recently and you know they made it so easy to promote the summit they were like here's the script here's what to say here's how to do this and i love that because i'm you know doing a million things at the time and i don't really i have no interest in trying to figure out what to say about the stupid summit just tell me what it is and i'll promote it because i'm one of the speakers but like when people don't make it easy for you to talk about it then they're not going to talk about it. So I think that's awesome that you kind of just identified like here's how we can kind of make it easier for the brand reps to like actually talk about the brand because they don't know you like you do, you know, they don't know your selling points like you do. Yeah. And I think it just, it makes it a little bit easier for them because some people don't know what to say. Like even like what you're saying, like I have a heart, like sometimes it takes like forever to come up with a post. And if it's already Mm -hmm. kind of how, like there's a guideline you just got to say okay these are my favorite mm-hmm. products and this is why I love it and then it makes it easier for them and they feel like they're doing something right yeah. you know because when you're signing up for something new I feel like it can be a little intimidating and they're not unsure what to say or what to post and don't want to do anything wrong and so the little guideline um definitely helps yeah. no I for agree sure. um Okay, cool. Well, I feel like you shared so many good tips and like cool things about your business and why people love you. And I can totally understand just from having the conversation here, why your customers, you know, definitely are obsessed with your brand. I think you've made it clear that you definitely make a huge effort to, to make your customers, you know, feel special and just provide a really good experience for them. So I think that's amazing. It's like, my love language. Thank you. Tell everyone where they can find you. I do have one more question. Let me ask you a yeah, question yeah. and then when you and then at the end just tell everyone where they can find you um and okay. where they can buy your products. But I want to ask you one more question. Okay. So I know so many people that will say, okay, I have an idea for a product, but and then they're gonna throw in an excuse of why they shouldn't do it. And the number one, and I, I don't want to say excuse, but it, it sort of is, is oh, there's already too many skincare brands you know, I'm using yours as an example. There's already too many skincare brands doing it. So why would anyone buy my stuff? I'm just curious for anyone listening. That's like, I kind of want to start. I mean, most people listening have a business, but for anyone here who's listening, that does not have a business that is inspired to start their own brand. What would you say that, you know, for someone again, who's interested in starting a business, but is scared that it's already too saturated. What would you, what advice would you tell them? I love this question because I feel like 
fear holds so many people back, Mm -hmm. but I would tell them to just start, just do it. You are the difference between everything. So people, if you're building a personal brand, they're buying from you. And nowadays I feel like people, you know, these big companies, they want um, to show more faces. They want They want to see the people want to buy from you, not necessarily this brand. Like it could be this faceless brand, but when you put your brand and your story behind it, people are going to be more likely in wanting to buy it. And if you're hesitant um, because it's too saturated, there are a million skincare brands out there, but people could choose to buy from you because they want to buy from you, not necessarily. There's a million serums. There's probably 5 million serums out there. You know, they're buying it because they want to get it from you. They want to support you. You'd be surprised, you know, just starting is the biggest thing. I think that would be key. Um, But just putting yourself out there, giving it a try, not giving up because it can be hard. Like business is hard. And just keeping up with it and being consistent and showing up and just, just starting, I think is so important because you never know what it could turn into. You never know. Like I never thought I would be, you know, I remember my husband saying, oh, you're like $1,000 a day. That's going to be easy for you. And I thought he was crazy. I did not believe him. And now I'm wait- I would make money in my sleep. And so I'm like, okay, like I get it. But like, I just feel like people just need to just kind of break out of their shell and just try it because you never know what's going to happen. You could become, make a million dollars a year and you just, you just never know. I love that. No, it's so true. You just, you, I mean, you have to have the initiative and drive. And I think also, you know, the understanding that it's not going to be easy and like knowing that it's not going to be easy and knowing that you're going to commit to like Mm -hmm. making it no matter what. And I think there's so many people, like I I say this all the time, like there's like these YouTubers that are always like, oh, you can make a million dollars a day working one hour just by my course and you don't have to do anything and you'll make six figures in, in your sleep. Um, there's so many of those people out there and I just want to punch them all in the face because I hate them and they are like ruining it for everyone else. Cause then Susan starts a business. She has a business for six months and she's like, Oh my God, I'm not growing. What's wrong with me? Let me go buy this course and this program and this program. And it's really just, she hasn't. And then she decides to close a year later because her business isn't working when in fact she just maybe needed to keep going and keep like, keep learning a hundred percent already done the things that you want and learn from them. Like there's so many things that you can do, but like quitting after a year or six months, I think the problem is that people like the YouTubers and all these dumb people, like I can make you a million dollars in six months. If you just actually know it's never six months, it's like, Mm -hmm. I can get you a million dollars in three weeks if you just buy my program. And it's just, yeah, yeah. Or 100,000 followers yeah, in a week. So they're just no. making it, they're making it impossible for the new person starting to have the patience and perseverance to put in the work of growing a business because that's what it takes. I mean, you could be at this mm-hmm. for years and then all of a sudden it just works. But yes, and that's, I feel like that's what it's been like for me. But those people out there, those coaches that are selling those courses and saying, I can make you a millionaire, and it is, people are, see, they see that and then they're yeah. discouraged and then they quit. Yeah. And it's like, no, like just please stick yeah. with it. And you never know, like it can eventually take off. Just keep putting in the work, but it is, it's discouraging to see. Cause I feel like that's showing up everywhere oh. nowadays. And I'm just like, Oh, scroll, oh, unfollow, so or, annoying. you know, I, I think, the, I think the algorithms know that I, I, 
I don't know what it is because I get targeted for those all the time. And I'm like, seriously, like piss off. And I just want to like, you're like, I just, just stop for all these people. I just think what they're doing isn't ethical. And I just, I hate it. It makes me so mad, honestly. So anyway, uh, no, it, it, yeah. me too. I like, it's, it's frustrating, frustrating for sure. Just because I end up, you know, helping the people who are like, I bought this course and, and it said I would make this much money and it, it hasn't worked. And, and then they think, oh, it's me. I, I'm the problem. My product is the problem. And you know, it's not, it's just that you haven't, you haven't, uh, you have un- unrealistic expectations, which maybe isn't your fault, but like your yeah. business probably isn't going to turn into a million dollar business in one year just because. Exactly. That's very yeah, rare that, that it happens. Program that, you know, like, there's one person I'm thinking of in particular, I'm not going to say her name, but I somehow discovered her. And now I get targeted for everything that she sells. And she started a hair like, product business. Scratchy business. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. I really should stop. But she has a hair business and oh my God, I feel like I think she's kind of interesting, but also like predatory, like because I've listened to her talk about stuff and, and she's trying to sell her course and she literally like verbatim will say, Oh, you just find a product and it's so easy. It's so easy. And she said the word it's so easy. It was like a training video where she's Sell, trying to sell her course on how to start a business. And I was actually shocked at the amount of times where she said, oh, it's so easy. Like, oh, look at this person. They did this Etsy shop and now they're making 20 fucking figures and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, it's so easy. And well, I just feel like it makes no. me so mad. And I really should just do a podcast episode, not on this person, but just these people that are trying to sell stuff. And they I ne- like for me, yeah. I never tell people, oh, it's so easy to make money. I'll say, you know, it's set not up systems and, like email automations and affiliate marketing, customer loyalty, and that will help you make money while you're sleeping or like it'll help you start semi-passive channels. But like I never tell people, oh, this is so mm-hmm. easy. I actually tell people, no, it's a fucking lot of work. So it makes me really mad so when much I hear work. people that are like, buy my course and it's so easy. Oh, it's so easy to start a business and make seven figures. So anyway, I don't know why I'm ranting about this. No. And it's wait, it's so funny you say that because I think if it's the same person, I like joined her free course and I laughed in the middle of the course. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I can't believe I can't waste any more time watching this. This is all lies because she's like, it's so easy. Find like this business from China and just order here oh and then God. have it drop shipped or whatever, you know, ship it yourself and make a million dollars. I made, I started with $300 in my yeah. account and I'm like, okay, maybe you oh did, but. I'm like, no, like I, and then I think they sent like a, a message in probably like one of her people or they see people leave. It's an automated thing saying, Hey, we see you left the training early. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't respond, but I was like, it was just like such a waste. And I feel bad because I'm sure so many people buy into that. And that's the sad thing. And then they buy into it. Like, of course that sounds amazing. But then when you don't do it, like you said, you get discouraged and just down on yourself and I think people should know, like I listened to Erica years and Erica's like, it can be a slow mm-hmm. growth and that's totally okay. And it can, yeah. it's normal. Oh, I love that episode. She, she, she killed it. She did so good. She's amazing. I, that was like probably one of my favorites. She was just so real and so genuine, genuine and like calm. And I'm like, I, I, I loved it. I loved, yeah. loved oh, every I minute. Love I love Erica. I'm like obsessed with her and her cake toppers. I think she's, she's amazing. So um, yeah, slow and steady, she sustainable is. growth is, you know, it might not be what you want, but that actually is more realistic of, of 
what will what your business mm-hmm. will look like. You know, like no one like my first. I feel like I'm going way off topic here. When I had my product business, my first year, I don't remember what I made in sales, not profit sales. I don't know, maybe like sixty thousand or or under. I don't. I have no idea. I'm literally pulling a number out. And then the next year, it was significantly higher. And then the third year mm-hmm. was the most. It was you know a, a couple hundred thousand in sales. But it took three years. I didn't start off with easy. This is my product business, not my current business. Um, but it it didn't start off with the couple hundred thousand dollars. You know, it started off with not that yeah. much money at all. My first month, I actually did a video on this, and I actually went back to my P and Ls and I found the actual numbers. I'm just blanking because my brain is literally not working today. But my first month in business, I think I made like it was like maybe 300 or something. And it was because I, I launched, yeah. you know, an e-commerce store and a subscription service. So I got a couple of people that bought 12 month subscriptions. But the point is, is like, okay, you know, it, growth takes time. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about this because I feel like I can just, I need to do a podcast episode. I have a lot of thoughts about this topic and I feel like I need to no, I would love to join you on another. I feel like we could talk all day. I like, yeah, I love all these I know, topics. I know, I, I love it so much. Um, okay, cool. Well, let everyone let everyone know where they can find you and where they can buy your amazing products. And I can't wait to buy mine. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Chanla Chow Cosmetics. Um, same thing with Facebook. And my website is ChanlaChowCosmetics.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was so awesome to have you on here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.